Okay, folks, Andrew Bopros here. I want to do a quick video on what we should expect from our offense in 2023, what we learned in camp so far, what we saw in camp firsthand so far. So, guys, let's get in. Bopros! All right, folks, as always, if you do enjoy the content, please smash that like button. Uh, it does help the channel out. And subscribe. It's a good thing for us as well, too. So, guys, let's, let's talk a little bit about the offense uh, moving forward. Okay, so... This man right here, Kellen Moore, I would say arguably is one of the the, the the brightest young stars as offense is concerned, right? He's done a great job of really making Dallas look very good. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Dallas. Again, Dallas, we're not running the same offense as Dallas, but we can glean some information. It gives us a little bit of an insight as to what we might see moving forward and what we already did see. So I'm going to break it down to three different ways, right? So Kellen Moore does three things very well. He's very aggressive. He takes advantage of the defense. He puts them on their heels. One of the things that he talked about when he was hired, he said, I want the defense to be in conflict, right? Well, what are they going to really run, right? Normally out of 11 personnel, they pass, right? Well, out of 12 personnel, they run 63% of the time. Well, what are they really going to do? And there's going to be a lot of discussion about that moving forward. Again, I'm going to recap what we saw. But again, being aggressive is extremely important. He's very good at keeping the defense guessing. They don't know quite what's going to happen. Again, it's absolutely huge. He's also very good at being adaptable and flexible in his play calling. One of the things that really makes him good is he makes adjustments from quarter to quarter. If he's seeing a lot of, you know, five-man fronts, four-man fronts, two high safeties, whatever, he has plays to exploit every single defense we go up against. Again, keeping them in conflict and confused on what's coming next. Third thing. Creates space in matchups, makes plays easy to execute. Now, I want to bring up one play that I loved that the Chiefs did. It's called Corn Dog. Andy Reid talked about it. They scored two touchdowns in the Super Bowl on a play called Corn Dog. It was really simple. All he did is had a man go in motion. He stopped, went back, literally created space. That's it was a two-second stop. Boom. Edge was open. They scored twice in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. It's a big reason why they won. But that was a very simple play to create space and a matchup, right? a favorable matchup, which is amazing. So again, folks, the offensive play caller is extremely important. That's why Andy Reid is so great. He's been doing it forever. Now, again, I would argue Kellen Moore could be as good as Andy Reid. Some might say he's as good as Andy Reid, especially what he did with Dallas moving forward. So let's talk a little bit about Dallas. Then I'm going to talk about the running game because I think it's pretty interesting. So, okay, one of the things that uh, Kellen Moore does very well, he keeps um, the offense very simple and easy to execute and easy to replicate. That's a good word for it. It's probably a better word for it. Because you think about it, when Dak went down, Cooper Rush stepped in. He was a complete scrub, came in, and guess what? They won four out of the five games. They were 4-1 and one with Cooper Rush, a backup quarterback. Like And against the Bengals, they even beat the Bengals. So, again, Dallas was fourth in points per game, fifth in third down efficiency, and first in red zone efficiency, 27.5 points per game, folks. Look, I think if we could just even replicate what they, he did in Dallas, folks, easily we can have a 12-win season, right? We just can. You know, we have that good of a team, and I think our defense is going to be better. I'm going to talk a little more about that here in a second. Um, but also Dallas ran a very balanced offense. They were basically 50 run, 50% run, 50% pass, so very balanced. Now, I will argue that we are probably going to be more like a 60% pass, 40% run. I think it's going to happen a lot more just because we have Justin Herbert. I think, look, we have Justin Herbert. Guys, he's a great weapon, arguably one of the best um, you know, quarterbacks in the league. So I'm going to talk about this man right here, Brandon Staley. Y'all know who he is, okay? Uh, why is Brandon Staley on the screen? Well, we're talking about offense today, Andrew. Well, 
Look, I'm going to argue that our defense is going to be better because we are going up against Kellen Moore every single day in practice, right? He's going to make Brandon Staley better. Brandon Staley is also going to make Kellen Moore better because these guys, again, they're both ex-quarterbacks, right? They both understand what it takes to throw the ball, what it takes to slow down an offense, and they're going to work together to figure out the best way for the defense to be run and the offense to be run. So, Again, I fully expect this season, God willing, we are going to do much better uh, defensively. Uh, and I think it's largely because of Kellen Moore as well, too. Kellen Moore and Brandon Staley are going to be an excellent team together. Guys, I, I'm very excited to see where this goes. I truly believe that we have the right personnel on both sides of the ball. It's going to be amazing. So, again, what, what's, what's the old saying? Iron sharpens iron? Great. That's exactly what we're dealing with right now. And, and Brandon Slee's talked about it quite a bit. He said, look, it's been great. It's been great going up against Kellen Moore. Nine, big reason why, when when we had uh, you know preseason workouts with uh, the Cowboys last season, Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore became very good friends. And that's how this conversation started. Dallas, you know, trouble in paradise in Dallas. Brandon Staley's like, hey, we need an offensive coordinator. Would you be willing? I promise you these things happen behind the scenes. And it was a really quick process to get him over here to the Chargers. So very excited <clears throat> to see how this progresses. But I fully expect our defense to get better. And I fully expect our offense to get better because our defense is getting better, right? Iron sharpens iron, folks. Okay, <clears throat> so let's get into uh, the running game. I want to talk a little about the running game. And again, I'm going to take a little bit of this information um, from Dallas. But I will say this. Again, we don't know how much he's going to run. But I do think you're going to see a lot of 12 and a lot of 11 personnel, okay? So... They ran the ball out of 12 personnel, which is basically a jumbo package. It's one running back and two tight ends. And then a smattering of wide receivers, right? So um, the nice thing about a 12 personnel, it's a bigger body um, and a larger wide surface. So the splits are a little bit wider typically, right? So you try and create gaps in space. Again, it's one thing I talked about. You're immediately creating space and matchups that are favorable for the offense, right? That's what Kellamore is very good at. Now, again, so you can make the argument, well, wait, they're in 12 personnel. They're going to run the ball 63% of the time. They could just bet that you're going to run the ball 63% of the time. They did a play a few times I thought were very interesting. And this is how every 7-on-7 seven on, uh, seven on seven or 11-on-11 11 11 packages that we saw <clears throat> came out. Out of 12 personnel. Basically, everyone lined up. Tight end was on one side. All he did, or, or he was even maybe split in the back a little bit as well, too, a little bit off, off uh, the side of the uh, quarterback. Ball's hiked. Immediately, the tight end just steps out. The entire line moves to the right, throws the ball. Basically, it's a running play to the tight end, right? You can also put someone like Horvath in that position. But I saw all the tight ends get that Parham, Everett, um, even um, McKitty had a few. So very simple running play uh, out of the 12 personnel. But it's basically a tight end screen or or a Horvath, you know, uh, fullback screen, right? So. Very easy to run. But one of the things, one of the plays that they really run, they didn't run a lot of gap um, running plays last season at the, at the Cowboys. They did a lot of outside zone, which is really simple because basically at the end of the day, all you do is hike the ball as you run your split wides. All you have to do is determine, all right, Eckler just says, okay, A gap is open. B gap's going to be open. C gap's going to be open. Let's just go that direction. All you're looking for is a gap and you just hit the hole. And that's really simple. And the good thing about that running style, you don't have to win blocks. If you're an offensive lineman, you don't have to do it. It doesn't matter. You just put, try and push somebody a direction. It does not matter. And then the running back has to make a choice of which gap they're going to run after. So it's a little bit on the running back to really understand where to run the ball. 
But again, zone outside zone is is a very common running play. Gap is what we ran a lot last season under Lombardi. I don't suspect we're going to see as much gap. We're going to see more outside zone, in my opinion. I guess you know time will tell. But it is nice because it makes it very simple and easy for the offense to execute um, simply, right? It doesn't matter if you win your blocks in front of you. Now, the other option is if you're running a lot of different, you know, five-man fronts or two linebacker sets, and maybe they're having a good time of, of, you know, busting your outside zone. Maybe they're just running a lot more people at the line and and covering gaps like A and B gaps or C gaps, whatever gaps we've been gashing them on specifically. And we all know that the left side is probably going to be the strongest because, uh, you got Zion Johnson and Jamari uh, Sawyer on that side as well, too. Or not Jamari, um, Rashawn Slater on that side. And so a lot of people are probably going to be running that side of the ball, the left side. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But again, you can run different things like GT counter or, you know, halfback dive right, halfback dive left. You mix it up quite a bit. Now, again, again, the adaptability and flexibility, whatever the defense is running on first or second down, which are typically more running plays, they are going to make adjustments in the running game and switch things up, right? So they're going to be aggressive. The play calling is going to be extremely aggressive. And again, it's all about creating space and matchups, creating space and matchups. So that's the NFL as you want to understand it. Okay, so that's the running game. Okay, that's what we've seen so far. Let's talk a little bit about the passing game. What is Kellen Moore going to do with Justin Herbert? Again, we all know Justin Herbert's an absolute stud, folks. I'm going to throw some stats at you that I thought were really interesting. The Chargers are 13-3. and three when Herbert has a passer rating over 100%. Okay, let me read that again. Chargers are 13-3 and three when, when Herbert has a passer rating over 100%. Now, the argument could be made, right, that, again, a lot of this is on Justin Herbert's shoulders, right? Here's the thing. He's going to make getting a high-efficiency passer rating very simple. You have to remember, when, when every single passing play has a particular one, two, three, Check down one, two, three, check down. You do pre-snap reads, you're going to go one, two, three, and then check down or just throw the ball away, right? It's going to be a very simple way of doing it. Kellen Moore, he's talked about this about three or four times. I've heard him talk about this on different interviews. He has a very specific set of criteria of how he wants the play read, right? Long ball, short ball, intermediate ball, maybe a middle guy, and then check down. I, I suspect we're going to see a lot of three-step drops. I don't suspect we're going to see a lot of really larger um, throws down. Well, three- and five-step drops is what you'll probably see most likely. But I will say this. I think a lot of three-step drops will happen because I do believe Kellmore wants the ball out of his hands very quickly. Also, I do think we're going to see a lot of hurry-up offense. I do suspect that he's going to be pretty aggressive on that moving forward because Herbert, I think, operates a little bit better out of hurry-up as well, too. So... What formation are we in that we see a lot of passing plays? It's 11 personnel. Very simply put, it's 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, and three wide receivers. They ran the ball out of 11 personnel only 32% of the time. So when you say, well, okay, it's 11 personnel. They're going to they're throw the ball. Okay, well, sure. Um, but <clears throat> anyways, 60% of the time, they passed it out of 11 personnel. The cool thing about Dallas last season is they averaged 9.5 yards per pass attempt. Okay, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, 9.5 yards. That's double what Herbert had. You guys know what Herbert had last season? 4.7 yards per pass attempt last season. It was literally almost dead last in the league. I think you could attribute a lot of that to injuries, a lot of different things like that as well too. But you got to remember that these packages that we're going to be running are going to be very much downfield passer. I just did a video on on John Hightower. John Hightower's done a very good job of, of, of stretching the field. 
I noticed every single passing play had one or two deep out route options. Okay. In the side, in the middle, it, they all had a very long threat, middle threat, two or three short threats, right? Those are, those are your like safety valves, right? So it's really interesting to see the way um, really Kellen Moore runs his offense specifically. Now, again, we all know Justin Herbert's an absolute stud. The guy can do it. Some people could say arguably that he checked down a lot. Well, guys, that was really the offense last season. We had so many injuries in the wide receiver grouping. And again, why didn't we bring up John Hightower from the practice squad? We probably should have, right? From what we've seen from him so far in camp, he looks like an absolute baller. Why didn't we bring him up? I have no clue. Um, but again, keep things vertical. I will tell you the other thing that I'm going to talk about quite a bit too, is I do believe out of 11 personnel and 12 personnel, I already did see this a few times. Herbert can audible Herbert audible quite a lot. I did notice that he did it quite often in seven on seven and 11 on 11s from what I could tell first week of camp, which I think is really good because this man right here needs to control the offense, right? He needs to show leadership. He needs to show that he can master the offense moving forward. But again, he can do it. We all know he can make the throws. He can make every single accurate throw out there. But the great thing about the offense, not only running the ball and throwing the ball, he kept it very simple. Everything was very simple. The routes were very easy to understand, very easy to execute. And look, really, all you had to do is if you're looking something downfield, is the middle of the field open? Is there a safety in the middle or is the safety on the edge? Is the safety to the left or the safety to the right? All you have to do is read the safety. That's why the safety is so important in the defensive side of the ball. If you can split the safety or have the safety move one side or the other, the other side is open. That's where you want to attack moving forward. Again, the safety is the last line of defense before the touchdown, right? So, again, it's really keeping it simple. It's an either-or read, right? Middle field open, middle field closed, or is it a right or left? Who's Where's the safety sitting? Who's got the one-on-one -on -one matchups and going from there? That's a really big part of it. So, so let me wrap up again. I, I don't want to, I don't want this video to be too long. We're already around 15 minutes. That's that's really about as far as I want it to be. But again, remember three things, folks, that we're gonna expect from and we've already seen in our offense moving forward. Aggressive, take advantage of the defense. We're gonna put them on their heels, keep them in conflict. Two, adaptable, flexible, make adjustments. Okay, this isn't working. Let's switch to something different. They're running, you know, five-man fronts. Let's switch to outside zone. Let's switch to a different running format, right? Create space and matchups. That is a coach's job is to create space to match up and make plays simple and easy to execute. This is what I've seen so far, folks. This is what I've seen. Everything I've seen moving forward is that I'm telling you right now, those are the three things that I think Kellen Moore is going to bring to this offense uh, in 2023. And I'm excited. I do think Herbert's pass rating is going to be over 100. So I, it could be an amazing season for us, folks. Whenever you see Herbert's pass rating over 100, folks, good things are going to happen. So, guys. I'm excited for this season. Offense is looking good. I'm excited to see what we can do moving forward. It's going to be an amazing season, folks. As always, Andrew Bro Pros. See you guys in the next one.